So I mean, there's some people calling for Gabe Brown to, to go on the bench to start the game. The problem is, if Gabe Brown goes to the bench, I don't want to say that's a white flag by any means, but it's a big red flag because Tom always talks about him being, you know, his hardest worker. I don't. That seems like very, very much desperation mode, and I. I don't want it to get to that point because they need to get him going. The best Michigan State team has Gabe Brown in the starting lineup and playing well, in my opinion, and I realize that he has not played well for a month, but they just got to find a way to bust him out of this funk. And look, th- that's a great question, Henry, because no, you're it, right. It is because people are like calling for that. And, and I and, will say this, too, not to interrupt no, you, Trent, go for it. is if, there, if there's one guy of those five that I think is most on the bubble – I would go with with Brown more so than Bingham, just because of what Bingham brings you defensively, especially rebounding as well. He's also going to win every jump ball. Yeah, <laughs> every yeah he won tip. it against yeah. Kofi yesterday. Right. Anyways, what were you saying about uh, well, Brown? I, the 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 problem with the Brown thing is you have to zoom out, and you have to look at this from the big picture. So coming into this year, it was Gabe Brown is going to be the senior leader. Gabe Brown's going to lead this team. Gabe Brown's been on Final Four teams. Gabe Brown. It, as you know, he, he was a great piece last year, and despite the team not being great, you know, close to 10 points a game last year. So, like, you looked at all that and you kind of looked at what Aaron Henry did last year, and you kind of wanted to see the same thing out of Gabe Brown. And then you kind of come back down to earth, and it's like he's not that guy because well, he doesn't have the same handles, he doesn't have the same, not as good it, defensively, the same package offensively. What he is is a shooter and a rim runner, and emotionally, he can be the leader for the team. I know there was some BS Jay Williams was spewing on the broadcast yesterday. That's another thing I, I wanted to bring didn't up. Hear it because I was at the game, but Gabe Brown is an energy guy, and I think he he just has to continue to lead in that. That's that way. Duke and, Blue Devil and Jay Williams coming out. And the last thing, I'll, yeah, and the last thing I'll say is Tom Izzo really harps on this after every bad game in the last month, like you said, Luke is. His two best shooters, which he calls Gabe Brown and Max, Max Christie, are just in bad slumps right now. And I, I, very, I threw that question on here. Very bad slumps. I threw that question on the doc here because I think it is, it's a factor. Like, is it really that simple? Is it as simple as Malik or not Malik Max Christie and Gabe Brown getting their shot back? I think that's part of it, like a big part of it. I think that's 80% of it. Gabe Brown yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, scored the first five points for Michigan State, and he finished the game with five. So he didn't score again. And it's just, it's it's alarming, like you said, Sloan. It is a red flag. But at some point, it's like, we have to be real about what he is. And I just think that's the bottom line. Like, he's got to get back to scoring 10 points consistently. Like, we can't have these scoreless halves against Michigan. I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, but I just, Gabe Brown is, I think he's fine. But you're right, Henry, that is, there's like rumblings going on there. Well, I, I like what you said about it. he's an energy guy, he's a leader. But and another thing is though, if he's not shooting the ball great, what is he bringing to the game? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's always he, he's almost be, like a that's a very good point. He's almost like a non-factor. He's in a very lot of average minutes. defensively. He I, we've been begging for him to rebound the ball better for four years yeah, and, now, and I think he I think he has been rebounding well this year. A lot I, better. I also think just that's a good point, but still, I would rather have him out there because he's he's a guy who like. He'll get in a slump, but he, his shot is never – it's never ugly, and he's always a threat to – like, defensively, you got to key in on him. So that I think that opens up stuff for, say, a Tyson yesterday or, like, a Joey Hauser. You, you still have to key in on him. He's a smart player. Yeah. He just is a little more limited than I think people thought, and there were maybe a little bit lofty expectations after seeing the jump Aaron Henry made last year. I think people wanted to see 
a version of that from Gabe Brown, and it just hasn't happened because well, he's not the same player. Now, just hear me out, and this is not me making the case for Joey Hauser, but it's just an example. I'll make. I'll, I will make the case for. I'll make the case. Well, for you can Joey take Hauser. take it as you will, but what, what essentially what I'm saying is we've seen Hauser go through these kind of slumps where he can't shoot, but in those moments, he's you still see him as an effort player. He's making plays elsewhere, and you just don't see that from Gabe Brown. I feel like his energy and his contribution comes when he's shooting the ball well then then he's the energy guy and then he's making other plays it's a good point but if, if he's not shooting the ball well he kind of fades into the background and a guy like Hauser, I don't feel like you see that same kind of response no I I completely agree with you Henry and and down the stretch yesterday in my mind I was thinking man I wouldn't mind seeing Joey Hauser next to Julius Marble in crunch time instead of Gabe Brown just because he's a better rebounder and you did at for this a couple point. for a few yeah. stretches of minutes there at this point he's a better shooter you know, I want to just touch on this question that, that you put on the sheet, Trent, about the, the shooting slumps for both Brown and Christie. I think for Christie, I'll give him a little bit more of a break just because he's a freshman. He's still been locked in defensively. I was going to say he's probably guarding the best player. It's a the little best perimeter player. It's a little bit concerning for me just because I thought he was going to be a one and, one and done here in East Lansing. That will not be the case now. I think we can pretty easily say that. I mean, I don't think the door is completely closed if he were to go bananas from this point on. But, like, listen, I, we've been, I've been saying, oh, the, he could go bananas for the and then go to the NBA. I've been saying that for, like, three weeks. Yeah. So, at this point, we'll just – the door is almost, the door is almost <laughs> closed. Yeah. But for Gabe, it's a slump right now, and Gabe is a good shooter – Maybe he's not a great shooter. I mean, great shooters don't yeah. go through slumps like this. I will say this. I think he's a great corner shooter. Yeah. I think that from that corner pocket, he's money. I know he hasn't been lately because he's just been in a slump overall. But like when you when you look at it big picture, he's been money from the corner his whole. I think that remember that LSU game our fresh my freshman year. Yep. Do you remember that in the tournament? And, sweet 16, in the tournament, I think. yeah, Sweet Sixteen, and he knocked down five threes. I think, and yes. they were all corner three. Like he just he's a great. Corner three shooter. I do think they got to run some more stuff for him. Ultimately, Gabe Brown. Again, I just it's that probably goes back just to this. your point though that he's not someone who should have the ball in his hands as much as he should just run to the corner. Yeah, kind of like he did well, last year. They got to run some stuff for him. I think that was that's more of the issue. And I guess, dude, I'll close with this. These are my last thoughts on yesterday. I it's the maybe it's just the psyche and the magic of. Michigan State basketball and this monster like dude we even saw it last year with a team that was not good to just come on strong at the end like something happens man and it just works and then you go completely you know poop all over yourself in the UCLA game and get bounced in the in the play and I get it but you made the tournament and this year I guess the expectations are a little different it's like hey this team if they're playing at their best they could beat anybody right if they're playing at their best I know we haven't seen that in a month but the bottom line is this. Gabe Brown is a guy who I think will figure it out. Marcus Bingham is a guy who I think will figure it out. And maybe it's as simple as, what do we got here? Eight more days in February? Maybe it's that simple. I don't Eight, know. Wow. I just have faith. Got to keep the faith. Iowa on Tuesday is a big, big, big opportunity for this team. And, I, and, a, and a couple of these individuals. I'll say in closing, too, I know I was playing kind of devil's advocate right there, but I also believe, as you guys do, that the best, the best Spartan team – has Gabe Brown, Max Christie on the floor, and both of them knocking down shots. That's when they're at their best. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't want to oversimplify this, but it's just at this point, pressing buttons and changing rotations is is all kind of mute because, hey, at some point this season, it's got to be, these are these are my guys. I'm going to run them out there, and they need to play well because the team needs yeah. them. I mean, we're at that point. We are. We've. I mean, I know we've been at that point, but still, 
we're still soul searching. We're a March is still approaching and we're still soul searching. Two quick ones. Consensus Malik Hall yesterday did not score, but was really banged up. So that's yeah, nothing to worry about. He's fine. I, can I do the eye? Do the eyes have it? What? I. I. Say I. Yeah. I. Oh, I. Okay. We have rehearsed this one too. So. <laughs> well, that, that's the first time I've done that. I feel like we're in like city government. Or I, I was. I'm. That's just me being the, you know, the dumbass of the group here. But my bad. Okay. Yeah. I want to. I want to see if this is a consensus too. You, you put this question on the sheet, Trent. Updated ceiling for this team, thinking about NCAA tournament seeding. I don't think there's a chance. I don't think they have a prayer at a top four seed after yesterday. They would have needed to win that game, in my mind, to be in the top four unless they were to win out. But that's a 0% chance yeah. of happening. I think the ceiling is a five. I think the floor is about a seven. I'd be pretty surprised if they were an eight. I am going to say the ceiling is a four because I think... A if, little bit more hope than me. I think if the team is to beat... Michigan is to beat Purdue, you know, is to convincingly beat an Iowa or a Maryland at home on senior day. And then, you know, let's not forget, there's still the Big Ten tournament where this team could make a run to, you know, I just think this team can ultimately work its way back into the top 20, which is what it would take to be a four seed. Or so, or I guess they'd have to be top 16 or whatever. But I just, that's still on the table, like in terms of what the ceiling is. I'm going to say four. And the floor, I'm going to agree with you at seven. I don't think they fall much farther than seven, solely because it's it, it the the wins you got at the beginning of the year. Even if you you know all the the what's the word the wheels come off at the end of the year, you still have like a lot of quad one quality wins. You got good road wins in the Big Ten, like stuff like that. I so. think the goal at this point, the goal at this point in my mind, because they're not going to win the Big Ten regular season crown, right? They need to be that number four team in the Big Ten to get the double buy in the Big Ten tournament. That in That's my something mind, to keep an eye on. That is objective yeah. number one in my mind the rest of the season. Five games left. I think they beat Maryland and Iowa. I, I was no gimme, in my opinion. But Well, if we've learned anything over the last Maryland month, is a nothing gimme. is a gimme. Yeah. So it, I guess Maryland at home is one. But yeah. And then they played the, the three toughies, really, are Purdue at home, Ohio State on the road, and Michigan on the road. I'm going to call that game a toughie. I think they win one of those three games. And finish the season on a little. They win, they'll win three of five and end up being like a six with a game in the Big Ten tournament. That that's where I see them that's at. a reasonable expectation. Well, and I'm a little bit more hopeful than both of you. And I I think this is because just just because of history, man. Like, no, you I love it. It, it, it is. It's that's just the, not. That is a very valid point. It's that's, just the, that's not discredited. We've been here. The unthinkable year. happens, right, yeah. Hank? It's the aura of it, right? I'm it, not. Yeah. You, you have this stretch in February. Everybody's like, "What is going on?" It right? happens every year. Everybody jumps on his own, his coaching style, and like it's like it's just clockwork, man. It happens every year. So I'm I'm a little bit more hopeful than you guys. So do you think this team still could be? A top four seed, but probably four would be the ceiling. I, I would say four would still be the ceiling. Yeah, I mean. That would be pretty miraculous. To I mean, you'd have to go, win out and win the Big Ten tournament, right, to get anything above that. Do so you think they could win two of those three tough games? Yes. So Michigan, yeah. I, I think, think Purdue is the really tough one. And the advantage you have there is it's right here in East Lansing. So that is I, – I, I do think you beat Michigan again. I don't – look, I don't think – Michigan might not make the tournament, and that's not even me hating on them. They just they, – they, talk about a team that can't Man, figure I'm, out any sense I'm, of consistency. I'm going back and forth on this one, though. They've got the opportunity – uh, they're on the bubble right now, and they have the win. They have the games in front of them that if they win, they'll make it. Right? Will they? I mean, that's the grand question. But yeah, I, I say no. But ultimately, yes. To answer your question, I do think the Spartans can win two out of those next three toughies, as you put it. Toughies. Toughies. I, I feel like I had eight final thoughts. Like ten minutes ago, I said final <laughs> final thoughts here. So I promise we're done now. 
We're, we're good. The book is closed unless we revisit it. 517-884-8989 is the telephone number if you're interested in revisiting it. You can text us at that number using your thoughts. You can also tweet us using the hashtag GWReport on Twitter, of course. On the other side of the break, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I said that about eight times last week. Yeah, we're going to put it into gear. We're always switching gears. We're going back to the world of football. This is uh, titled by Trent, the Super Bowl Vindication Rush, all capital letters, with Henry Menegos, of course. Still a lot to do here. 90 more minutes to play with on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., Impact 89 FM gives away prizes like tickets to upcoming concerts, music festivals, movies, and more. Just listen to the top five at five, write down the names of our top five songs of the day, and call our request line when the last song ends. If you can list each song, you win. That's it. Only on Impact 89 FM. Thank you for dining with us tonight. Your waiter will be here to take your order shortly. Thank you. So, Mark, what did you say you did for a living? Well, I'm kind of between things right now. I got let go from my last job, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you been out of work? Just two and a half years. I've been living with my parents, so it's no big deal. The only problem is I don't have a car, so they have to take me everywhere. That's nice. So, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I play a lot of video games, and I watch Netflix. But I haven't been too active because I've been feeling a little ill. Well, did you at least get your flu shot this season? Duh. Flu vaccines are the best way to reduce the chances that I'll get the flu or spread it to others. Wow, he's so dreamy. Tell me more. Flu season is here. From October to May, you need to protect yourself. Sign up at your doctor's office or local pharmacy to get your flu shot today. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. We are back as well. Trent Bally, Luke Sloan, and Henry Menegos are all back here. We're joined by Jay DeCoster and Matt Merrifield as well. Jay is going to keep us updated on everything and pepper in some of his thoughts this afternoon slash morning. Well, 26 minutes from being the morning. Matt <laughs> Merrifield is going to deliver some winners as he, as, as he normally does. Winners, winners, winners. Trent already has his gambling corner picks down. I am still thinking about it. Looking at it right now, I see one particular pick on your portion that I am very excited about. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking oh, about. We'll get to that. Much more to come. Little tease. Stick much around for the end. We've got a gambling corner with Matt, Matty Ice, Merrifield. The, all right, so this is the Super Bowl Vindication Rush with Henry Menegos. I, I love that the, the first words in this section of the show sheet are John Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion. It, 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 it finally happened. Well, not finally happened. It, it, the it's playoff funny because win finally happened, and then the Super Bowl happened right when he leaves Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Merry he wa- Christmas. Won a division, all that stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to throw in the stats first before Henry starts throwing the questions. I out also want you to revisit the the predictions as well, because oh yeah, we'll I, get- I, uh, I I I don't want to give myself too much credit here. But. No, no, I I and I have to eat some crow. But Matthew Stafford played played pretty well. Two hundred eighty three yards, three touchdowns, leading the Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup wins your MVP, of course, eight catches for 92 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And Joe Burrow, 263 yards and one touchdown in the loss. So first, Henry, I guess I'll turn it over to you here for the questions. We can revisit the, the uh, predictions. 
and I'll I'll try to make this as as exciting for you as possible. I know you've been waiting a long time for for yeah, this kind of. It, it's you know. weird because it's been a week now, so it's kind of all set in, <laughs> and I've I've already gotten all of the stuff. I'm off gonna my bring chest, some but... southern hospitality here. Yes, I'm Matthew, here with my family. Let's go. So we we need is. to get some Stafford. Dr- we need to get drunk Stafford drops. There we go. It was unreal. All right, here here's the first Shout one. Out Don Julio. John Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. Rams defeat Bengals 23 to 20. Wait, this is not Yeah, the yeah, question. you don't have to read. Hang on, that's, I, that's the whole. You're good. You're good. Just, right, yeah. I, I want to read it for you. Anyways, out of the <laughs> out of the three rumored retirees, who actually calls it quits? Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham Jr., or Sean McVay? Wait. Okay. One, two, three. None Odell. of them. I, well, I don't think any either, but I think Odell is the most likely because here's the thing. That's yeah, so true. I need to... The Sean McVay thing is bizarre. Like, Wait, anyone... I, I didn't hear that. About... He's yeah, that... talking about retiring? Some, there's rumors. Once he wants to start a family or – oh, man. Yeah, he won't He won't shoot down the rumors. Like He keeps getting asked about it. He's just like, we'll see, we'll see, and it's just weird. It's yeah, like, I don't... dude, what? He's, he's like Aaron he's a genius. Aaron Donald could kind of be the Luke Keekley theory. He, he called it quits at about 30, but he had – 90 concussions so yeah, right. donald has stayed relatively healthy especially in with his head so i don't get that as well especially if he really wants to cement himself as one of the great ones ever which he's on a path to that right now slash some people think he's already there yeah he needs to keep playing i do agree with you that of all the the rumored candidates odell is the most likely just because of everything he's gone through yeah i mean which is just a lot i mean injuring the same knee two times is not ideal. And, and he's gonna he turns thirty in November, so he's gonna be thirty the next time that he steps on a football field and can play. And look, he's a free agent, so I think he might have a little bit of a payday, and that's ultimately why I don't think he's gonna retire. But that payday significantly is knocked when you retear the same ACL. I think the Rams are gonna bring him back. I think they're gonna throw they a little will. money at him. They'll bring him back. No, they'll they'll make sure he's paid well on too. a two or three yeah. year deal. I don't think it'll be anything crazy, but I, I I don't think there's as much interest in Odell around the league as there maybe was if he not. Had he not torn that ACL again, but there's so, a lot of debate about turf. Yeah, I, I think I don't. I don't necessarily I, get I into agree. all that. No, neither do I. Except for Soldier Field. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier Field. Okay, wait, let Jay hop in on this real quick. What What's your take on the Soldier Field? Like a, a lot of players. Soldier Field have, turf. Oh, it, it's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, I go to a lot. Of, I go to a lot of games there. First of all, it's very hard to get to. You have to walk like at least twenty minutes to get new to stadium Soldier. coming. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Soldier Field, they call it the UFO on on the spaceship. That's I what love the, that. Or the U, or the UFO on the Roman Coliseum. That's what that's what they say. I've always wanted to get there days. for a Lions game. Maybe, so, maybe we'll coordinate this next year. We should. Yeah, the Windy City. It's also the smallest stadium in the league. It, it's a joke. I mean, I I can't wait for the new Arlington Heights Stadium. Um, yeah, I just don't Arlington like Heights, up. Illinois. Yeah, home of Max, Max Christie. Christie. So hopefully we get a SoFi Stadium type of stadium like that. So. State of the art. Yeah, hey, hopefully. Chicago could pull it off. They could absolutely pull it off. Yeah, no, I just Super Bowls. I had to throw that jab in there because what didn't Odell even say something about Soldier Field one time? I think he did when or, he was playing for the when Giants. He tweaked his ankle or something. Yeah, I don't remember. The turf is probably one of the worst in the league too. Okay. Um. Yeah, they're they're known for terrible turf there. So it's been better over the years, but yeah, they need yeah, some Michigan State turf grass students over there. Yeah, we need hey. that Spartan Stadium. Yeah, world of state of the art turf. Some Kentucky bluegrass, but anyways, nonetheless, I don't think any of them hang it up. Odell, I Odell think is Rams probably next year too. So. Yeah, yeah, very o- interesting. Odell will return to uh, L.A. T- Tinseltown is He's that coming what? back. Tinseltown isn't that what they call it? I think so. I don't know what that means. I think but the I, Sunset Strip. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw Hollywood. my vote in for Sean McVay just because I think that's absolutely absurd and I would love to see what. Dude, it, it, what, isn't like, that just so on? chaotic? Like, Sean wait, McVay would join the Detroit Lions as an offensive analyst. Oh my gosh, I would take him tomorrow. Could the situation have played out any worse for the Detroit Lions? No. No. Uh, it's one thing to leave and win the division. That's what Stafford did. It's another thing to win a playoff game, then end the GOAT's career, then make it to the NFC Championship, then win the Super Bowl. Like, it just doesn't get any worse. for the, it, oh, we you should have done the one, two, it. three thing, damn it. Well, we agree I, I, well this, is, this, is this, is a, this is an obvious question. I think it was more just kind of like we wanted a talking point here, so it made it a question, but like, Big, yeah, it's this, just, it could not have worked out worse for the Detroit Lions. You... I mean, I'm just rubbing my head. I mean, we talked about this on every show since August. <laughs> yeah. What if What if Stafford were to go win a Super Bowl in his first year outside of Detroit? And it, it well, happened. He proved that uh, in in one year away from Detroit and Matt Patricia and Jim Schwartz and you know Jim Bob Cooter insert reason for why we didn't win. Yeah, and goes to a good environment and proves that he can take a team to a Super Bowl and win that said Super Bowl. So more egg on the face of the Detroit Lions for. You know, not winning at all with a Hall of Famer. I mean, the list is starting to get long here of significant. I mean, you have Barry Sanders, obviously. You have yeah. Calvin Johnson. Now you have Matthew Stafford. It's time to add Jeez. him to that. It's time to add him to that that group because every everyone locally is like, oh, you know, they didn't win with Barry. They didn't win with Calvin. They didn't win with Matthew John Stafford either. So, you know who else I think should be on the that best list? Quarterback in Lions history. I'll make this quick. The the I think who else should be on this list is Ndamukong Sue because he's gonna go. He I mean. He, I don't think Hall of Fame is in the. That's actually interesting. We're gonna have to look at his numbers because he might we'll do a I, little breakdown. I have no idea. I've never really looked at his resume, but I, my point is like he was the best defensive tackle in football for like three years, and you had him and like nothing. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know. It, I just and he left. He got the hell out and went to Miami. So I'm glad you put this question on here, Trent, just because it just is a very deflating feeling. I I am happy for Stafford. He's he's classy. He he did he he did and said everything in right in Detroit. He never threw anybody under the bus when he could have. He never threw the fans under the bus when they very rightly you know got mad at this team. Yeah, he was he, he was very charitable. His family was very good to Detroit. He, he he called Detroit home and he really embraced it. Other things behind the scenes, you know, that's a story for another day. Right for for Matthew Stafford, the human, I'm happy for him because he. He, he kind of got that cherry on top of his Hall of Fame career, in my opinion, in that Super Bowl victory. But for you and I, who are Detroit Lions supporters, once again, it's just another another blow. It feels like someone's laid another punch on us here, and you know we're we're, we're trying to rise up a little bit with with some of the hope that the current regime has brought in, and and obviously many things that we've talked about to be happy about for the future. But man, it's just a blow. And the last thing I'll say too is this: it's your move, Lions. Matthew Stafford yeah. departs, wins the Super Bowl. We, the Lions now need to make hay with those picks they got and 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 win and and, and somehow figure it out. Now it's their move. Stafford yeah. made his move, proved it, proved it to all of us that he could go and seal the deal. Once again, it just felt like another body blow. It was another body blow. I was having an out of body experience watching that game because it was just like what led that game winning drive going on. Okay, How many so times I do have we seen I, that. I do want to. I guess we're getting kind of long winded with this question, but it's worth it. The thing is, when I was watching that we game, we answered the next question. I felt like I was watching a Detroit Lions game, and I want to tell you why. Obviously, there's the there's the Stafford thing, but the way the the way that game went was the most Lions Stafford thing you've ever seen. Like, you get an early lead, you're playing great. 
Then you sprinkle in like a really bad call, the face mask, and you sprinkle in a player gets hurt. Odell has to leave, who was yep. playing great up to that point. So you, it's just all this is just kind of stacking up against Stafford. Then you know interception because it hits the guy's hands and bounces, and it's just fluky things are happening. And all of a sudden you find yourself down going into the fourth quarter, and then Matthew Stafford has to come bail your ass out. Like that's I felt like I was watching a Lions game. Like the the, the trend, the ebbs and flows of the game. It was bizarre. No, it was extremely comparable. It did feel like a Lions game too, just because it was a it was just one of those weird games. It didn't have great flow. It was not some shootout. Yeah. There weren't really big plays left and right. But I mean, we watched that same game unfold for, I would say, not, not like the last few years of his tenure, but uh, probably the 2014 to 2016, that three year stretch. We saw 20 of those games. The only, the there's only one path for me to feel better about this situation. If we can prove that the trade that we pulled off for those picks, if we really capitalize on those picks and we win with, the, with whoever these people are on yeah. our team, It'll make it feel a little bit better because I'll, but I'm, it's their move now. Yeah, the ball is. is in their court very solely. And there's no one I'd rather have the ball than Dan Campbell. We I can was, move I on. I thought you were going to say Jared Goff. I'm no. like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of guys on that hey, list. Hey, Jim Harbaugh is not a Viking. Whoop. I yeah. forgot, we, we, we oh, forgot yeah. to talk We've about that. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Uh, did we have a show? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. We, yeah, we, we, talk, we discussed it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I thought you guys were going to go in a different direction here. I thought you guys were going to talk about. Like the uh, the face value of the picks now that are like at the end of the first. That's uh, another. That's another yeah. thing too. Yeah. In in technical terms, we're now picking last in the first round. That's so what I thought this question that was geared all, for. That well, it could be too. And in that regard, no, it could not have played out any worse because they could have been at twenty four. <laughs> now they're, true, now yeah. they're at thirty. So technically, yes and yes. So this next one, I think we can kind of. We already kind of. Yeah, we, we this don't one. have to. Yeah, we we can skip that. The question that. is: Is Matthew Stafford an eventual Hall of Fame quarterback? We already, I think, we, I already answered if, if that in my opinion. Yeah. If you're top ten in every passing category, you have a ring. I don't care about Pro Bowls and All Pros because those are just popularity or contests or MVPs. I don't care. And and look, it's not it's it's not like a unilateral thing where it's like, yeah, put him in on the first ballot. No, uh, Shannon Sharp's one of the greatest tight ends ever, maybe the greatest tight end ever. He was a third ballot Hall of Famer. So it's like Stafford it will get in at some point. Like, ask Philip Rivers if he'd rather have his eight Pro Bowls or a ring. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, Matthew Stafford will make it in at some point because he's also not done. Like, no, and I guess that kind of leads us all. into this next. Plus, uh, the NF. God, is this the question? Oh, yeah, it is the question. Never mind. I'll I'll save it. But, oh, this the, do the Bengals have a shot to make it back to Super Bowl Fifty Seven? One, two, three. Hell no. no. Oh, I okay. I yeah, I put zero. And look, it, it's not to it's not to slight them, but this no, kind of just felt all. like They're their chance. Winning. This kind of felt like the Bengals' chance this year. And I'm not gonna say it's their only chance because they got a young. They they're really young. They're really, you know, this is the perfect way to kickstart your little. I don't want to say rebuild because that technically started two years ago. But like this is this is like a, a pipe dream for what could have happened in two or three years to turn things around, draft your franchise quarterback. Good for him. But Plus when the AFC is crowded, but damn, the AFC is crowded. crowded. Here's the thing: like let's let's just tell, call out is Lamar Jackson got hurt. The Ravens were I think eight and three or something, and then they just combusted because Lamar got hurt or something like that. And it's just like people so were he calling got hurt. Tyler Huntley. They're like, "Oh, he's got Lamar traits." It's yeah, like, well, yeah. He didn't win. Yeah, he didn't win. And then Congrats. Baker Mayfield also got hurt. So, and that's just in their division, right? So, I, I just want to. I, I, that's just in their division. Then when you like look at the rest and of the, the AFC, Steelers out, the Steelers are out. The Chiefs and the Bills really underperformed in, in the playoffs, right? I, I, I should say the Bills did. The Bills got you know. 
uh, screwed by a coin toss, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so it's just ultimately yeah, to no answer to the question, that. I don't think the Bengals have a chance to make it back next year solely because the AFC is just that good. Just look at the headliners. Yeah. Herbert, Mahomes. That's the thing. Like Justin Herbert and the Chargers didn't even make the playoffs last year. Lamar will Lamar will be back yeah. in that division. But if you are the Bengals and you're trying to make it back, what are you like in this? You're investing in your old line, I'm guessing. Oh my right? goodness, you that's have that's got to. all you invest because the pieces are there, right? Offensively, everywhere, yeah. And I mean, maybe defensively, defensively too. I I agree yeah. with that because they were able to scheme around some things in yeah. the playoffs very well. But the, but the, the, the league will make those adjustments They're, with the personnel they have, which is not great. It's well, very average. An- another thing to watch too, Sloan. To that point, is they got to play a first place schedule now. So yep. you can't necessarily get away with having a bend, don't break off or defense. They, they got to load up again. Like so, I know they have chase, they have weapons, but yeah. this is a big offseason if they want to yeah, keep right. pace with everybody. So I'm, if, if this team does invest in the O line and maybe they add a couple pieces on defense, like whatever they get traded or whatever, it, does that change anything for you guys? Can is, is there a path for them to be a force in the AFC? Uh, no, I completely agree. I think they're I, I think they're going to be around for the long term. I just think that. Looking at this question, it's a lot harder to make it out of the AFC than it is going to be for the NFC. I don't think they're going anywhere. I'm a big Burrow guy. I think he. I'm. A, I'm going to say he wins a championship in the next five to six years. That's how high on him I wow. am. And you know they just ink Zach Taylor, which um, yeah, some right. About yeah, well, that, the, but the thing is, is like to to answer that question, it doesn't change it a lot for me. And I guess that's just because we're talking about next year. And I just I think they're going to finish second or third in their division, let alone because I, I I really like the Ravens. I'm really high on the Ravens when Lamar is healthy, and the Browns have the best roster in that division by a mile. So I just think it's going to be a challenge to get, a lot went their way this year, and that is that, again that's not to take away from what they did and what they were able to accomplish. But when you actually look at this big picture, the chi- the Chiefs were better than the Bengals this year. The Bills were better than the Bengals this year. That and, and then you, and then it gets wishy washy, but. There were two teams that I think were definitively better in that conference than the than the Bengals were. I, I agree. Know. Magic run. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun too. Like credit to yeah. them. And if they were playing, I want the Lions to do that in a few years. Oh, I love that, Sloan. Are you kidding me? We'd this... Burn the city down. Do the Rams have a shot to repeat in Super Bowl Fifty Seven? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I uh, they have a because they NFC's going to stink next year. They're already. I haven't looked at the favorites, but. I, and they'll probably be like a top five betting favorite just because they're bringing everyone back except for maybe Odell. Rodgers will be a Bronco or a Colt. Yeah, yeah, Ro- yeah. Rodgers is probably Brady. Heading, Brady out heading to the AFC or something. Yeah, no more Brady. There's just I mean, think about Kyler it. Murray's shady now. I mean, Russell Wilson's shady. There's a lot going on. Let's just, I mean, you Jimmy can just, Garoppolo's out. You can just run run down. I mean. Deshaun to the Vikings, though. You guys are underestimating him. <laughs> I mean, just we can go division by division. NFC South with no Brady, the Dennis Allen-led Saints, the Sam Darnold-led Panthers, and whatever Atlanta is. Yeah. Terrible. Then you have the Cowboy-led NFC East. Ugh. The Cowboys are no sure yeah, thing, and the rest even... of that division stinks. The Eagles were abroad Good this night, year. Good night, Jim Kite. Yeah. And then you have, obviously, the North. They lose Rodgers. Lions are, you know, rebuilding. Yeah. Bears are rebuilding. Vikings... I think they're going to try to contend next year, but I don't think they're seriously going to contend. I'm sorry. And then you have the the West, which is like obviously the Rams, Cardinals are. It's like Kyler does not want to be there. Well, they also like just. I, th- I think we can all Niners are a question. With and the, then the Cardinals, Seattle stinks. Yeah, well, C- Seattle, and I think Russell's on his way out too. So there's just a lot of wrinkles to it. So it's like I I think AFC. the Rams. I think the Rams have a shot to repeat. Absolutely, I don't necessarily They'll know if they will come out of the NFC. You th- so you think they're going to be in the Super Bowl again? I, I well, I think a lot 
you know, I, I, no, a lot of it doesn't hinge on Rodgers. He doesn't win in the playoffs anymore. That's true. Yeah, they're bringing they're going to bring everybody back next year, including Raheem Morris, their defensive coordinator, who pro- I think should have gotten more looks in the head coaching cycle this year. I, I'm I th- I'm going to put the odds that they go back to the Super Bowl at very very high. They got that good mojo, very good feeling. They're bringing everybody back. I don't think the McVeighs or Donalds of the world call it quits. I I am very high on that. Who is the hottest team to watch in this offseason? I've got Bengals the Bengals are a contender. I've, I've got the Buffalo Bills because I mm-hmm. for two years in a row they have constructed their entire offseason plan around beating the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have still beat them. And it's kind of like a you got to get over the hump thing. It's like a Michael Jordan with the bad boys. It's that same feel. Like they got to they have to get over that hump. And once they do, dude, the Bills could run that conference. I mean, they they are that talented. Josh Allen is that good. And I just think the Bills are the team to watch. If they go make a splash, if they put together, you know, a little bit better of a defense, because that defense was really good. I just think they were like one player away, one linebacker away. So I got the Bills. I have a team that uh, I don't really want to watch because we've seen this movie for about three off seasons in a row. But it's got to be the Packers. It's a good pick. I mean, yeah. what are they going to do here? I mean, the coaching staff is in place now. They made they made some very nice hires. They brought in. Former quarterbacks coach, I think, with Tom Clements, who was with yeah. Rogers. They brought in just, Rich Basaccia. Why don't you just kiss Rogers' feet while, you, like, what? What? Yeah, literally. I, what? All right. No Jacob here, so I guess I probably should. We got. The, we got. I, the, should, I should not be such a troll. We had him, our but. one piece of Rogers slander. We just got it. Yeah, yeah. We so got we're it. Good. But you're right, Sloan. That's no, a great answer ha- I mean, because where is Rogers going to go? They could if go. If he stays, is Devontae Adams staying too? Yep. And they got to make some upgrades to that roster with very. They're in cap hell. It's yeah. like, what are they going to do here? And what they do. It really, the rest of the NFC is going to hinge on what they do. If they keep Rodgers, they'll be a power player. They'll they'll catch headlines. They'll get cooking again next year, of course. But if he's out of there, the, the NFC will be mailing it in next year. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the Packers in my mind are are, are going to be a hot team to watch. I like the Rams to win that division, win their division, and I like the Rams to be uh, to to have a bye. Like be the number one overall seed. I oh, really I think they're going to have that kind of year. But okay, so that's all. That's all we got for the questions. How do you like the Kevin O'Connell hire? Henry, I wanted to get yeah, that. Yeah, a little Super Bowl pedigree in there. I, I like that. Offensive guy should maximize Cousins and, and company. You I know like what? that. We haven't had an offensive hire in, since I can't remember the last one. So this, you had Leslie this, Frazier, and then you yeah. had Zim, and then I was probably like six before that, so or eight. So, so that I, was like I don't Brad know. Childress. I don't, even, I don't even know anything about I don't, Brad I don't Childress, know who Brad so. Childress is. Yeah, so I, I like the move to an offensive hire. Maybe that's, maybe that's what this team needs because they definitely have the pizzas on offense. Yeah, the rebuilding the defense is probably going to take some time. I saw that you hired the the Broncos DC from last year. It's probably pretty strong. And thank you for not taking Aubrey Pleasant from us. We really appreciate yeah. that. I, I do. I want to throw one more thing in on the Super Bowl before we officially move on. I owe an apology to somebody in this oh, room. I owe an apology to Jay DeCoster. Mm. Because in Jay's little Super Bowl prediction, he said the Rams are going to score 21 points. And I scoffed at that. They scored 23, but like... I was like, he what the are Bengals, you talking though. about? I, I was like, have the Bengals, he had the Bengals. This Mer- Matt Merrifield had the Bengals too. I had the under. I bet you, you did. Yeah, Henry. Yeah. Henry, and I, and Henry I, had the, I had the Bengals to cover. I think Henry was well. second straight week. I bet the, you Henry sneaky was picking the Bengals too. He wasn't on this show, uh, but I bet I you mean, he was sneaky picking the Bengals. Joe Shiesty just couldn't get it done, but he's got a yeah. smirk on his face. Joe back Shiesty. There. My thing yeah. is this: <laughs> I, I, uh, for, you guys know me. For every time that I um have humility and a sense of uh, what, what is it? Every time that I am real, I also have to toot my horn. So here's what I was right about: Odell was a factor, <laughs> and Stafford outdueled Burrow, and the Rams were better in every way. 
Burrow. Boom. They, right. And they should have won by more had it not been for a Jalen Ramsey no call face mask. But that's just I, that was was that not egregious? Was that not the it was worst? Very very. Was egregious. that not the worst? Uh, that was bad. I hate to do that too because Ron Tolbert's yeah. is an MSU grad. So yeah. But anyways. it was, man, that was bad. Okay, anyways, anyways, no, no, I had to apologize to Jay because I also thought it was going to be a boat race. I thought uh, I thought the Rams are going to win by 10-plus. You guys remember. Speaking of Jay, though, no, that that is true. I, I was I had it a little bit close. You I did? Had, you, were, you almost nailed the score. I had a field goal score. game. Too many points, though. Yeah. Too many. Few too many points. Should have been more points. Like I said, though, Damn speaking it. of <laughs> speaking of Jay, the over didn't cash, which we all had, so oops. Well, Jay had the under. That's true. Man, yeah. Jay is just... I don't know. I'm somehow picking winners here. <laughs> just got, the Ram, got I just, lots I just of people the Ram, pick winners. You know, coming into that game, just the Rams' defense just is way too good to give up that many points. So I don't know. Yeah, got lucky. I don't no, know. No, that's a, that's a very good point. That's too. like good. you and I t- were tooting the horn of the Rams' defense, and then we just yeah. and then we picked the over. It's like, what were we doing? I, I don't know. I have. I, I thought know. the Rams were going to hit the over by themselves. That's how high well, I that, was on the Rams. <laughs> so whatever. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. Jay is going to update us on the latest things in the world of sports here in just about a minute and a half. And then on the other side, we'll be joined by a special guest. That's Michigan State women's basketball beat reporter Michael Markoch. The women's hoops team is sneaky on the tournament bubble, according to a few different media outlets. And they have a couple of big games this week, both of which Michael will be at. He's going to give us the inside scoop. You and I saw them practicing yesterday at the Breslin Center. Fascinating. Spirits are high with the team after a lot of adversity that they have faced. Michael will give us all his thoughts and more up next on the Green White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. It is the end of the universe. One man stands alone in the barren wasteland. It's raining lava, and circling above are metal horses with three heads that breathe lightning. Skulls are everywhere. He raises his guitar to the sky. Every mountain explodes. And he refuses to listen to anything but the hours of power. Thursday nights at 10. Only on 88.9 The Impact. Slow down, you're driving too fast. Uh, all right, honey. Okay. My seat's cold. Turn off the AC. Hey, watch out for that red light. Oh, uh, that's not really red. That's just the warning red. It's fine. We're almost there anyway. Look out for that bicycle. Ah! Why is our car flying? humans, why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster. Whoa, put me down! And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... And where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. Be late for pinochle. A message from 89FM. Ah! Impact 89FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green and White Report. MSU basketball suffered their fourth loss, fourth loss in five games, falling to the Illinois Final Illini 79-74. Kofi Coburn with 29 points and nine rebounds for the Illini. Tyson Walker with 26 points on 10 of 12 shooting, and A.J. Hogard added 15 points and eight assists for the Spartans. The Spartans will, will play 
the Iowa Hawkeyes on Tuesday night in Iowa City. In hockey, MSU fell to Notre Dame last night 4-2 at Munnice Arena, extending their losing streak to 12 straight games. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Thank you, Jay. We are now joined live in studio by our women's basketball beat reporter here at WDBM, Michael Markoch, wearing a, even though the Cavs are the Detroit Pistons rival, the black jerseys that the Cavs wear, like that one right there, are very. it's a very nice jersey. He's wearing a Darius Garland jersey. Every time I see that jersey, I think of the LeBron walk-off against the Pacers. Because yep. that's I think they were in the black when that happened. I was, believe they yeah, were too. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. Anyways, also, Darius Garland. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Michael. We were like I said during the break. We were I was watching the skills contest with bated breath because the the Cavs team was going up against the rookies team, including Cade Cunningham and Josh Giddy. Shout out Josh Giddy. Yeah. And then Scotty Barnes, who can't make jumpers, but never mind. That's we'll save that for another segment here, but. Michigan State women's hoops is the topic. They're currently 14 and 11 on the season, a very respective eight and six in Big Ten play. They're coming off a 74 to 67 win over Wisconsin on Wednesday. A big win on the road for Michigan State. Matilda Eck had 25. Nia Cloudon had 12 points and eight assists. But Michael, this team all of a sudden at 14 and 11, eight and six in Big Ten play. A number of media outlets have this team as a tournament bubble team at the moment and. You really got to give a lot of credit to Susie Merchant, Cloudon, Matilda Eck, other players on this team, and the coaching staff for really pulling things together after, I mean, they lost, players were dropping like flies, transfers, injuries, concussions, really the whole nine yards. And I'm just interested in your overall thoughts on the team so far this season and how surprised are you where where they're at right now? It's truly remarkable, isn't it? I mean, they started off the season not, I mean, it, it wasn't, very good side. I mean, it was hard to watch, especially with just, it felt like sometimes Nia Cloud was out there all by herself. But, you know, they've really turned it around. I have no idea how they've been doing it. They lost Mo Joyner a few weeks back. She got put into concussion protocol for the rest of the season, and that is like the heart and soul of their team. Yeah, that's a blow. She plays both ways so well. She's their best perimeter defender. They lost her, and then they started winning basketball games. They beat Northwestern here. They beat, Very good win. They beat Michigan here. Great That win. was awesome. That was yeah. an incredible game. Um, now I also found out after the game Michigan didn't have their second leading score, but to me it doesn't matter. No, um, that still, was still a top three team yes, in the country. That was a phenomenal yeah, win. Too, so, um, but and then they also are just the problem is they'll have a win like that and then they'll go and they'll lose to a team that they probably should lose. Yeah, sounds to. familiar. They go on the road and they yeah. lose to Minnesota, a team that I think they are better than. But just you look at all the injuries and everything that they've been through so far. Eliza Winston transferring, and then you lose Tori and Julia Aralt right before the season even begins. And Three I starters, and then yeah, I mean Mo is like you said the heart and soul of the team. Mo, Mo is was their six man, and she was everything to them offensively, defensively. She could do it all. And then I just heard the other day, Iselene Alexander, who's been giving them some really good minutes, went down with a knee injury in practice. Man, so and she's been giving them really good big minutes in. The last few games coming off the bench because she gives Susie such versatility at that big position. She she's kind of got a mix of what Alicia Smith and Tyre Parks give you, kind of the physical and the finesse. She can kind of do it all. And now I don't have really any updates about what her status is, but I heard she went down in practice the other day. So that would be another significant blow because I mean they're right now their their lineup down low is very very shallow. They don't have a lot of players down there. I want to build off of a point that Sloan asked about, which is this team just kind of flipped a switch out of nowhere and stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, like, big picture, what does that say about Susie Merchant and just her ability to, like, overcome all this adversity and get her girls ready? 
it it says a lot and to even to even kind of go off that Susie missed a couple games I think in the middle of the season she, yeah, she tested COVID positive well. for covid and they didn't skip a beat I think they went or they only played one game without her cuz the other one was the Indiana game that got postponed yep but that just says a lot about the culture that she's built here of just next man up mentality and you could tell that you know the girls on the floor like I remember the game she missed was that Northwestern game that they won and they were like, it wasn't no like, you know, oh, we don't have our coach or anything. It was like, you know, let's go get this win for her. And she's put in such a culture. And with the way she's been able to make this lineup work is, I mean, it's simply magical. I have no idea how she's doing it. I mean, they're playing maybe eight players a night, sometimes only seven. Um, and you got the same players on the floor almost the entire game. And they're finding ways to win games and win big games. So I think it says a ton about how who she is as a coach, for sure. I feel like you can't bring up Michigan State women's hoops without talking about Nia Cloudon. And, you know, 12 points, 8 assists, not necessarily the, the greatest game scoring the basketball for her against Wisconsin this past Wednesday, but she's had a number of just extremely high-level personal performances that have kind of spurred this run as well. And well, her numbers this year are 20.5 points, 4 rebounds, yeah. 4 assists. One of the best players in the conference. Yes. I am Country. A, Country, yeah, yeah no, country. And I want to get to that in a second, too, but go ahead. No, I, I, I'd i like your opinion on that. Where does Nia Cloudon stack up, not just in the Big Ten, not just in, in the country, but really just kind of assess the season she's had. And it's just been so fun to watch her maturation from someone who contributed as an underclassman on deeper teams with veteran players, really stepped up last year when she needed to, and then this year she's just willing this team to some wins. It's not just the maturation process on the court and how she's just really improved her game year after year. It's off the court in her leadership ability with this team. I mean, I get it. You know, the media gets an opportunity. We usually talk to Nia almost after almost every game because she's just that good and that special. But at the same time, like just the way she leads this team, it's very, she's still very quiet. She's a little soft spoken. But you hear from all the young people, all the young girls on the team, they're like, just seeing how hard she works. Like that inspires me to do better. Like I don't want to let Nia down. And that's something that you, she's really grown into is this team really looks up to her and, I mean, I said she's a 20-point scorer this year. She's up for all of the national awards. I mean, she is one of the—she's going to get drafted for sure. Um, so Detroit, bring back a WNBA team, please. Oh, my goodness. The, awesome. the Detroit Shock. They were great. Nia Cloudon could play for the Detroit Shock. I don't Homegrown. Get, yeah, I, I, that's a story for another day. I don't, I don't understand why we don't have a WNBA team, but I, I like your points on Cloudon a lot. I mean— I don't think she gets the respect that she deserves on campus as really being one of... She's a superstar. She is. She I know is. I completely agree. Not enough people talk about what she's been able to do, not just this year, but last year, and really yes. her maturation as a Spartan from freshman year to now. I mean, you and I have got, gotten to watch her very, very closely because yep. she's in our class. But, I mean, there's really not much you can say. She's on that that Cassius Winston superstar level for the, this women's hoops program, and you got to commend her for that. And to that point, I want to throw this to Michael because I want to I want to draw a comparison to a men's team from 2017-18 season, the Oklahoma Sooners. Trey Young, all right, they went 18 and 14, so not great. Four games above 500. They were on the bubble, and the committee threw them in there because they had an electric player in Trey Young. Shout and out Lon Kruger. Look, they, and they, yeah, lost to Rhode and Island. The Sooners went yeah. one and one and done. Lost to Rhode Island on the first game of March Madness. It was that noon game on Thursday, yep. and it mm-hmm. was like you know, okay, well that was fun. I mean, Trey Young was in there, but you know, was shit Oklahoma. So I want to ask you this, Michael, as we roll into you know Selection Sunday is just weeks away. Do you think that they should consider when you have a superstar like Nia Cloud and like you said? To, to just if this Michigan State team is you know even a few games above 500 as they are now should they still consider that like, hey Nia Clowden is must see TV and maybe deserves a little more exposure 
You know, I think that's a tough question to ask because I would also have to put on there like, what else are they going to do the rest of the way? Yeah, they have that's two big. huge yeah. games coming. They got Michigan this week in Ann Arbor in the rematch. That's going to be a massive game, and then Senior Day against Ohio State, another quality opponent. We'll we'll blend this too because I was going to ask you. So, this kind of goes with Trent's question yeah. about being on the bubble and potentially making it. Like you said, Penn State Monday at home at Michigan Thursday. You guys are all going to be there, mm-hmm. and then the, the Senior Day versus Ohio State, which is a big one. It's a massive. How do, how do you see the rest of this season playing out for Michigan State, including the Big Ten tournament? And then going back to what Trent said, where do you think they really stand on the bubble with with the cloud in effect, and and honestly, where where they really are going to shake out? If there's anything that I've learned from both the men's and the women's tournament. When it comes to teams on the bubble, if you have a player like Michigan State has in Nia Cloud, you're probably going to be ahead of the pack. It's just reality. And that's because to Trent's point, that too. That player's going to sell in the tournament. People are going to tune in to watch her. And I, I'm telling you, she's probably not as nationally renowned as most people are. They can market Nia Cloud and get yeah. people to watch her on TV. So it's, it's not hard to with the body of work she's put up. So right now they're sitting at the sixth seed, which means that they'll be playing on day two of this tournament, which, I mean, the fact that they're right now there are five ranked teams in the Big Ten in women's basketball, and Michigan State is right behind all of them at six. Yeah, it's, which it's is impressive. absolutely impressive. Given all the adversity, so, too. I mean, we've harped on that, but that, uh, this team is not supposed to be here. No, no, not at all. And they, right now, would be playing Purdue in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, a team they lost to earlier this season at Purdue, I believe. But, you know, it's one of those... Or no, they lost here. They lost here in East Lansing. But I think that's a team they can beat, especially with the way they've been playing now. But the way I would think for, for them to really punch their ticket into the tournament. I think they're going to have to win one of the two big games the rest of the They're going to have to beat Michigan or they're going to have to beat Ohio State. And I think they're going to have to win one game in the tournament. So I think they have a legitimate shot. If, which one of those wins is more likely, in your opinion? Would it, the, the home game against Ohio State or at Michigan this Thursday? I think the home game against Ohio State on senior day okay. is a lot more likely. And you're penciling in Penn State as a, as a pretty highly likely win? That is, yes. Okay. They, should, they handled Penn State... On, on the, the road, road in State yeah. College. Um, that is a game. Penn State does have an electric score. I can't remember her name, but she is second in the Big Ten in scoring behind Caitlin Clark. She is phenomenal, but they're overall they're just not a very good team. That's a game they should win. If they lose that game, it's it's over. I, I want to ask one more question too about the the roster before a, a kind of a final cherry on top with with the tournament and, and where the team is headed. And the freshmen on this team, I mean Matilda mm-hmm. Eck, DD. They've really grown a lot this season from what I've seen. In your mind, how bright is the future of, of the team overall and these players individually with, with some of the flashes they've shown? I mean, like Matilda Ackley, you mentioned 25 points special. 25 yeah. on the road at Wisconsin. That's a big-time performance, especially with the way that this team develops guards. It, it's got to be a, a very exciting thing for the future of this program. Yeah, you touched on Matilda having 25 on the road. She had 27 on the road at Ohio State early in the year. That was her career high. And she really has found a really nice role after Eliza Winston transferred because Michigan State was desperate for that second score. Somebody needed to take some of the weight off of Nia Cloud and shoulders. And she stepped in beautifully and done really well. She's not hesitating to shoot the ball. She's able to score all three levels. She defends fairly well. There was a game she drew five charges. I mean, that's unheard of. And then that she, is insane. She she drew five charges. <laughs> like when you actually think about that, like I, I don't know. Yeah. The outstanding thing too is that with the way that Susie Merchant and her staff developed talent in East Lansing, like Cloudon, for example, the maturation from freshman year to senior year, how how well they work with these players. If Eck is putting up these kind of totals as a freshman in her first year on campus after some adversity with COVID last year and and being a player coming from overseas and adjusting to a, an entirely different culture. 
you got to figure her ceiling is incredibly high. But what about the other the other freshman on this team? Who stands out to you as well? Um, I mean, I talked about Isolene for a little bit. She's been playing a lot of big minutes for them lately, down low with Smith and Parks getting in foul trouble, and she's really given Susie some really good minutes off the bench. And then Dee Dee, she's really gotten better as the season improved, and she is the one freshman. She got thrown into an absolutely impossible situation. She was not supposed to really ever start this season. It just wasn't supposed to be what she was supposed to do. She struggles a little bit with the turnovers, and she doesn't shoot the ball very well. So kind of having her next to Cloudon is kind of one of those things like, you know, who takes up the ball? Is it her? Is it Cloudon? It was kind of thing. She was never supposed to be in this situation. She got thrown into it. And the last few games, though, she's been playing a lot better. You can tell I, you know, a couple of games ago, she had like six turnovers and she went like 0 for 8 from the field. She didn't score a point. Um, and I remember after- Is that against Maryland? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, Zero points. Four turnovers. Yeah. Four turnovers. Not yeah. Six, but uh, I was just, thinking. Of yeah. Either way. Yeah. But and you know, Coach Merchant said after the game, she basically challenged you. She's like, "We need more out of her." You know, and she knows it. We need more of her on the offensive end in order to be a good team because she's actually fairly good on the defensive end, especially out on the perimeter. But in the last few games, especially the game against Michigan, she hit two huge three pointers, and that's something where if she can play off the ball a little bit and let. Nia kind of just handle the ball and kind of do her thing like we all know that she can. She can be a really, really, really good player. But like I said, she's the one that for all season long, it's just, you know, you almost feel a little bit bad for because she's she got really thrown to the end of the fire. This is not something she was supposed to be doing all year long. And she's handled it like a pro and she's only gotten better as the season's gone on. My last question here is, you know, Nia is like you said, she's going to get drafted. She's going to be on a bigger and better, which she should. And who is she going to pass the torch to? Is it going to be the point guard? That's a great is it going to be the point guard in DD like you just talked about? Who is actually leading the team in assists, which is pretty, pretty cool thing uh, to see. But yes, that's also, true. or is it going to be Eck, a scorer who is capable of you know she could be averaging close to twenty if she's getting all those touches? I think the answer would be Matilda Eck, right. and I think it's for a couple reasons. Number one, we talked about how she came in from overseas, over from Sweden. She, before she even got to MSU, she's been playing professional players, like professional players. Like, and she won rookie of the year in that league or something before she came over here. So she's got a lot of experience against a lot of older talent. And also another thing that I've been noticing in the last few games, late in the shot clock, late in the game, late in the half, whenever they need a basket late and they drop a play, they're not drawing it up for Nia Cloud and they're drawing it up for Matilda Eck. And she's been really good in those situations she has two buzzer beaters right before the half and then against michigan she hit two of the clutchest shots i've seen all year right as the shot clock's winding down yep three pointers that daggers ice the game and i remember the michigan coach at the end of the game just said there was simply nothing we could do she was she just she knocked those down stone cold kim barnes Rico, michigan coach who is uh she is from my home well not from my hometown lives in my hometown of beautiful celine michigan she's the pride of celine. shout out trevor Rico. My good friend. So, final question, Michael, before we switch gears here. Trent's got a surprise. I do, I do, for fun. I'm I'm sure he does. (laughs) I I, I would like you to call your shot right now. Do you think this team makes the dance? I hate to put you on the hot seat, but all all of a sudden, man, this season is coming down. No. Ah, oh, man. It's not, and it's not because I don't think they, they, 
You've laid it out that they can. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally believe that they can. There's a path. They're you've capable. A path. I just think at some point this lack of depth is going to catch up to them. And like I said, I think they're going to need one more of those signature wins this week in Ann Arbor. That is a really tough ask because you're also going to be playing a Michigan team that's going to be fuming after they lost here. And they're, I don't know if they're going to have their their player back, uh, Layla Brown, um, but overall that's going to be a game that's going to be really tough to win. And then Ohio State at the end of the year. Ohio State's a good team. But they're not as good as like the top three teams in the Big Ten. But they're still a really solid opponent. It'll be an emotional day. Cloudens last now, game at the Resin Center. Also, we said this last year also that they wouldn't make a tournament, and then they went on a run in the Big Ten tournament. They exactly. upset Indiana. Outstanding. Which, if they do that, I think they could get in as well. But I just think at some point the lack of depth's going to catch up to them. I hope I hope they can find their way in. But if I had to, you know, put if I had to put money on it and I had to, you know, make a bet on it, Big I, J journalism. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like like we're if we're if we're being objective, if we're being say, objective, yeah. so then, I would say you no. always have to be. So at that mm-hmm. point, the the hope would be you know the Big Ten tournament. Then at that point, and right? It, yeah. If they lose to Michigan and Ohio State, they're going to need to win two games in the Big Ten tournament, which means they're going to have to beat one of the the Big Four teams. They're going to have to upset Maryland, Indiana, Michigan, or Ohio State. For you, sure, you've laid you've laid the path out really well, and we we appreciate that insight. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what happens the rest of the way here. Stay tuned, folks. A lot. I mean, there's a lot to pay attention to. I mean, there's really no margin for error. Even uh, like tomorrow, for example, they, they just got to go out there and, and beat Penn State at home. Yeah, so. that's a game. That's a game they need to win. Absolutely. I see a smile on your face, Trent. Oh yeah, no, I just okay. So can I can we switch can we switch gears for fun? We're switching gears. For fun. Okay, so I have to give context to our listeners. Michael and I are. Rivals. Opposites here. Uh, I'm a big Detroit fan, of course. Michael is the pride of Cleveland. And well, okay, so Michael, aren't you from? Where are you from exactly? Okay, I want to so, shout out yeah. where you're from. No, so this is um shout out to Andrew. Shout out the boys back home. Yep. This is actually um kind of weird. I've never really gone about this on live. I am actually not from the state of Ohio. Um, wow. I am not. My family is. Okay. My dad grew up in the Canton area, about an hour south of Cleveland. Gotcha. Of Spent his whole life there. My Grandma lived there for a, the longest time in the old house. Okay. So I visited her all the time when we were young. I spent a lot of my child. I visited Ohio a lot of times. The dad factor is number but one. No, that, like, that no matter is, who you're going to. My mom is also from Ohio, but not from the same area my dad is. Okay. So, but at the same time, like that's where I get it from. I've grown up actually in Southwest Michigan my entire life. That's okay. where I'm, I'm born and raised. I didn't um, know that. I had no idea. No, and I've never really made it known because like a lot of people are like, man, this kid, like he knows a lot about like these Ohio teams and stuff. It's just something, I guess, my dad did a really good job of implementing it in me from a young age. I wasn't, you know... Is like, he listening right now? I think, actually, he Shout is. out your dad. Shout yeah, him out. Sh- shout out shout out my dad. But at the same time, like, you know, it, there was no other option. You know, you grow yeah. up, he was a, he's been a Browns fan his entire life. His dad was a Browns fan his yeah. entire life. There was no other option for right. me, really. And I've truly, like, it's just kind of one of those things. So, no, I am not actually from okay. the Ohio area. I know it's going to become a shocker to other people, but it, it runs in my roots. No, it that's runs what, deep I, within I, me. I, I hear you. I wanted yeah. I wanted to give you a platform to yeah. shout out home, and I th- I thought you were from. Uh, that's okay though. Shout but, out Bridgman, Michigan, Southwest Michigan. That's home. There so love it. The question I have <laughs> every corner of the state. I just yeah. have a little fun. Would you rather question? Yeah. And um, would you rather have Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham? I just want I want to know. Like, had you won the lottery, what what would you wanted the Cavs to do? There were some rumors that the Cavs wanted to trade up in that draft last year too so i heard the Cavs wanted kate cunningham they wanted him a lot yeah um man i mean that's a how, tough how question not can i can i give um, you my my like synopsis of this situation right now like yeah. i think evan mobley's having a great year i think if the season were to end today he'd probably win rookie of the year 
I agree. But Cade's coming on strong at this point. He's settling into his own, won the Rising Stars MVP, playing great. Here's the thing. I think Cade Cunningham walked into Detroit and was instantly the best player. And you've got a Darius Garland jersey on. He's having a great year. What is he, 20-8? and eight? He's an all-star yeah, tonight. Yeah, and, and deserving all-star. Yes. And deserving right. all-star. And yep. and I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you also have Jarrett Allen there who's, you know, so Mobley really comes in and is like the third best player, right? And and I, some would argue <laughs> Colin Sexton when the season started. I know things have like gone south in that on that front. So I'm Future just curious. New Orleans like, Pelican hey, Colin he might Sexton. come back for the playoffs and that wow. should scare a lot of people. That would oh, be hey, he's a he's a young bull. So I guess I just want I want to take I want to take the temperature on mm-hmm. on the rookie situation cuz we have the two front runners for rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean I think they're both spectacular players and like I said, I think before the draft when the Cavs got lucky like they did, I and jumped into the top four. Yes, which yeah. they were supposed to be. I mean, they were they were they were going to be picking in the top ten, but it was probably around five or six where they've been the last few years. They got lucky and got up to three to get one of the top three players. But I, the rumor was they definitely wanted Cunningham to pair him alongside, um, basically have him run the three and then go like with three ball handlers. It would have been a weird fit for Ooh. the. Can you imagine a lineup of? Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and uh, well, they wouldn't have Mobley in that and Cunningham. Oh, that's true. What am I thinking? It would have been still. Yeah, if you surrounded, if you you surrounded, if you well, that would be crazy. (laughs) But if you surrounded Jared Allen and a Lowry Barkin, we'll give you Ed Davis and a second round pick for Kate Cunningham. No, Ed Davis. (laughs) Oh boy. But uh, no, I think like overall, like it's tough to say like now because as like we're at the All Star break already, and the Cavs are where they are, and like. Evan Mobley is the perfect fit for yeah, this he, Cavs he team. Yep. So, like, at, if I would know what I know now, I would absolutely say Evan Mobley. But, like, back then, I guess, like, on draft night, I mean, it's tough. I actually really wanted Jalen Green for the Cavs. Oof. I thought he would have been a really good player so, for yeah, that. You're happy um, that didn't happen, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm I have some thoughts ecstatic. on Jalen Green in the next but, segment, that clown but, <laughs> ruining the yeah, NBA. Yeah, but uh, I— you know, I so I was sold on Mobley from the moment they drafted him. Everyone's like, "Well, this two center thing's not going to work." And what people are like, Evan Mobley's not a center right now. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are throwing it back He's, though with all that size on the floor, but it's working. Yeah, and well, they, throwing it back, but they're not your average bigs. They're not your right, Andre like Mobley, Drummonds. Yeah, they, they right. can move. They and, have three seven footers that start for them on a consistent basis. Now they haven't had Lowry Markinen for the last few weeks. He's I love with Lowry Markinen, but he's been playing the small forward at seven feet. I, and I am he's been finish, very good. <laughs> I'm a finish heritage. And so is Lowry Markkinen. You've mentioned Markinen. that two weeks in a row now. I love Lowry Markkinen. If he came to the Luke, Pistons, I'd be on board with that. Luke Sloan. The, I see Jay's laughing because I think he remembers Lowry from his Bulls days, and I don't think oh, he... Oh, no. I don't I, know. I had, I had high hopes for that man. I mean... What do you mean he's good? He's a solid player, but yeah, I thought good. he... I, Foolishly thought he was going to be like a star on the on the Bulls, and then Jim Boylan came in and Jim Boylan. Oh God, Jim ah! Boylan. Maybe he's the well, future likes. MSU coach to replace Izzo. That's okay. I, I'd rather <laughs> I will transfer if Jim Boylan is the next MSU coach. Oh boy, Jim Boylan. Just, I love Lowry Markin. I just wanted to put that out there. I'd have a jersey. I, I like Lowry Markin too, but and I hope he comes back after the All Star break because they need him. They've they've dropped a few games here before the break, and their spacing's a little off because Lowry's not out there, but. He he makes their team better. He does. Well, hey, let's let's do this. Let's put a pin in this because we do have to talk about yeah. this as the season rolls on because the Cavs are going to be a top seed in the East. Yes. It's going to be a lot to watch. So we're going to bring Michael back on. Yeah. Hold your horses, yeah, everybody. No. Especially you know, depending on how the or well, not really depending. You you will be back because the the women's team has got a, a crucial week ahead of them. A crucial two weeks, really, including the Big Ten tournament. So Michael will keep us updated as always. You can follow him on Twitter. Your handle is uh, MC Markoch. 
20 yes. on if, Twitter. If you're interested in following him on Twitter, you can do that. He will keep you updated with all the latest MSU women's basketball. You can also follow the station at WDBM Sports on Twitter. His content is retweeted there. And impact89fm.org slash sports for all your MSU women's hoops coverage. But big week for the team. Michael, we're all very excited to get to cover this run. It's 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 definitely big time, but thank you for joining the program this morning. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Love, love the Cavs and uh, Pistons banter as well. It will never die. We're staying with the NBA. All-Star Weekend is, we're in the thick of it. We've had the Celebrity Game. We've had the Dunk Contest, the Rising Stars Challenge, and that will conclude today with the All-Star Game officially. Love Cleveland, by the way. I was there for a Cavs game about a month ago. At this I point. Want, I, uh, one last thing for you. Go, no, go on. Yeah, I for sure. love that the city of Cleveland is getting this pl- opportunity to, great. to go on yeah. the platform. And oh, it's been great. LeBron said a lot of things yesterday. The one thing that I took away is he said, like, they deserve this moment. Like, that no, city deserves to have this. And actually, they're having, like, a, st- a snowstorm right now. So it's actually that tragic. <laughs> but like, When I went to Cleveland, we got seven inches of snow the night I was staying there. It is so. a phenomenal city that deserves to have this moment. You know what I will also say? Just and now we keep we we we're the kings of like one last thing, (laughs) one last thing, one last thing. No, I went to I was fortunate enough to go to two Cavaliers games last season when the Pistons didn't have fans. Good friend Andrew Herner, friend of the program, brought me to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Great place. Formerly the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is an incredible place to watch games. It's always the cue to me, though. It'll it'll always be the cue to me too. It will always be the cue. Is this the house? It's the house that J.R. Smith built. Oh Lord, (laughs) love the cue. All right, no more final thoughts. We're good. Plenty more thoughts, though, on the NBA up next. 89 FM, the music that matters. Are you finding it harder to wake up in the morning? Coffee just not doing the trick lately? Morning commute putting you in a bad mood before work? Stress no more. Impact's here to make your mornings a little brighter with AMs on 89. Join our hosts, Taylor and Luke, as they cover the latest news headlines, current happenings, and trending topics that you want to hear about. AMs on 89, every Monday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., only on 88.9 The Impact. Oh, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. All right, we won the game. Lift on three. One, two, three. No, hey, guys, why why do you bring me outside? (laughs) What if it rains? My upholstery is not built to hold up in the rain. I mean, it's cold out here. I don't don't think I'm supposed to be out in the street. Let's drop here. You got the gas. Wait, what do you you got over there? Go, 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 go. Oh, what is this? Oh, it smells awful. Why are you doing this? Remember all the times we spent together? Just me and you and the occasional special guest, as you called them? All the time we spent playing Mario Kart and watching Netflix together? Does that mean nothing to you? Wait, wait, don't come near me with that. That's really hot. Ow! Why are you doing this? The couch I made for sitting in comfort. Spartan teams are bound to win. Don't rally around the wrong thing. You could get kicked out of the Spartan family and blow your chances of landing that dream job. Celebrate safely and focus your heat on that special friend, not your upholstery. Brought to you by the MSU Celebrations Committee. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green and White Report. In Detroit sports, the Pistons are on the All-Star break. They'll be back in action on Thursday against the Cavaliers at Little Caesars Arena. The Red Wings are also back in action on Wednesday hosting Colorado Avalanche at Little Caesars Arena. This has been your Impact Sports Update.
Thank you, Jay, for another update. Looking forward to having uh, the Pistons back in action. I've been able to make it down to a couple of games. I went and watched him play Memphis a couple of weeks ago, and, of course, Cade Cunningham was not playing. But we'll, we'll keep it on Cade Cunningham here. The rising well, – let's get into the All-Star weekend here in the NBA. The Rising Stars Challenge was on Friday. Cade Cunningham won the tournament MVP after leading Team Barry, which I didn't – I was like – I turned my TV on, and I was like, Barry? Who is Barry? That situation was so weird because, like, I, I just love I, the new I, format. I also though. just I, it's it is it's better great. than the old. It one. is great, um, and you know, of course, it is what it is. And generally, you take it with a grain of salt. But um, yes, Cade Cunningham, tournament MVP. That's it's something, right? I mean, no, it is. In, in theory, out. in theory, yeah. he showed out against a lot of the top young talent and yeah, people the, people similar to him. Cream rises to the top, and he came out on top. I love it. I like the new format a lot for the Rising Stars Challenge. It used to be like international versus USA. And I was like, what, what is this? Is this the Olympics? Yeah. Like it was, that was a terrible format. (laughs) Now it's four teams coached by legends. There was a team Isaiah that had a beef stew on it. And obviously Sadiq Bay as well. But I really liked the, the four team tournament. I thought it brought some more intrigue. I think they played to 50, but Cunningham played very well. And uh, Evan, Mo- you put a point on this uh, show sheet today about Evan Mobley being on the team as well. Yeah, I mean that was just for fun. I was going to throw a jab in there on Evan Mobley just because you know. I, I, okay, I was getting harassed last night by um, a, a Cleveland fan who I will not name. It's not Michael. No, it's, it was not Michael. So before I'm you to people think of just more Cleveland fans that I know. Well, you know, whatever. My point is just I was I w- I had little. You know, I had a few pops last night, and all, all of a sudden Evan Mo- or, uh, Friday night, and all of a sudden Evan Mobley was public enemy number one. I don't, I don't dislike the guy. Evan Mobley just, was in the crosshairs. Yeah, he Trent. was, he was. But hey, that, that just wanted to just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Uh, Henry, do you watch the All Star? Have you are you watching? I'm going to go weekend, on a limb and say Henry has never watched the All Star. No, <laughs> he, that was a very good limb to go on. Trent. Henry is a Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks fan. Yeah, I, I, another limb you could go on. I don't watch any All Star anything's. That's a great point too. Well, that's one of the questions I have on here is like, do you, what's worse, the All-Star game or the Pro Bowl? And my answer would be the Pro Bowl because it's so much more obvious when like, it's football and it's just so much more obvious when these guys aren't trying. At least in the All-Star game, they're like making shots or whatever and you know, oh oh boy, he made a deep three pointer. It's and like Sloan. Me and Trent were talking about for this show. I, did you watch the, like the skills part of the Pro Bowl where they like doing like the like it was like the the catch competition? That or, was better than the Pro Bowl. That was horrible. What do you mean? <laughs> it was not. That well, was bro, it was all bad. Dodgeball, <laughs> throwing at targets. Dodgeball, oh, yeah. Yeah, catch dodgeball. In my humble opinion, that was better than, than the actual, the actual Pro, Bowl. Pro Bowl. It well, wasn't okay. good. Maybe, but, but th- what about the, the the one drill they did where it was like the catch challenge and like ugh, like Justin yeah. Jefferson tried to like throw a ball between his legs. Yeah. And then ca- like, it was terrible. It was it was. Tyreek Hill's son was throwing him the ball or something. I don't, I, I don't know. There, there, was a, Diggs, there was a kid. There was a small child involved somewhere. Stephon Diggs did a sideline catch. Was his like big? Was a sideline toe tap? Like that was his big? Yeah, I don't know. Cool. My personal favorite part of the skills challenge was the dodgeball. I think Steph Diggs won, didn't he? Uh, I thought it was Justin Jefferson that won that. Oh yeah, it was Justin Jefferson. I will Skull. say, you know who would have won if he was there. <laughs> Hold Von on. Miller. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna pick a lion. Oh, I was gonna pick like I'm like you're thinking yeah. of Monroe St. Brown or Tom Kennedy. <laughs> Tom Kennedy would win. You know who would probably be good at dodgeball is like T.J. Hawkinson. But whatever, we are way off the rails. <laughs> Look, I, I guess I just wanted to go run through a little bit of this. Shout out to Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart, who were members of Team Isaiah, runner up. We love Isaiah Thomas also. Pistons um, versus Pistons in the final game. Yes, little lion on lion crime. But yes, the Team Cavaliers: Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley won. 
the skills challenge yep, thanks to Evan Mulder's half court walk off. That was pretty cool. The three point contest. Carl Anthony Towns won it. If you needed any more uh, indication of how much of a joke this contest actually is, Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> won it. So he's, it, a, he's the he he the Minnesota Timberwolves official Twitter account tweeted out after the contest was done that he's the best shooting big man ever. Well, that's what, okay. So the reason they said that is because he declared that and he said he was going to show everyone that he's like, and I'm just like, dude, you're in a gym shooting around. Like what, what's the deal here? He beat Trey Young and Luke Kennard. I get it. Two, two fantastic three point shooters. Boy. At least uh, there was more juice there than the dunk contest. Oh my goodness. So that leads I, I, to the dunk contest. I'll take some sassiness over whatever the dunk contest was. Obi Toppin won the Jaylen objectively sleepy snooze fest it over Jalen Green, Jordan Toscano Anderson and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, by the way, took about five minutes to lace up his Tims and then took four attempts to dunk the ball. See, what was it worse? It was unwatchable. What was worse? So, Cole Anthony used four attempts to dunk in the Tims, but it took him about 20 minutes to put him on, actually. He yeah. did. He dunked in Tims, though. He, he dunked in Tims. Yeah, cool. He's he's an NBA what? player. He That's should probably in- be able to do that. I don't know. I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm like the Grinch about this kind of stuff, but like... The dunk you're contest. Never, you're never so, the Grinch. You're never. I, no, the no. Grinch. But I, this I, is unbelievable. When when I do like, is the dunk contest going to survive? That's a question I have on here. And I'm going to say not if guys like Jalen Green are going to strap iPhones to their chains and and and. and uh, I want. Skip Bayless tweeted something great, and Skip, which is a rarity. Skip Bayless tweeted out that you know the the, the NBA dunk contest officially kind of had a turning point when Blake Griffin jumped over the car. That was when it was like, okay, all the creative and Dwight Howard jumped on this 12 foot rim. It's like. We're kind of done with this stuff now, right? Like, there's not much more creative boundary to go, and whatever. Every now and then, you'll get like a great Zach Levine performance or something like that. The Aaron Gordon this year's contest contest in Toronto was the last good one. This year's contest was terrible. Like, at least give me a couple of guys who who should be in it. Like, give me Ja or give me like uh, Zion when he's healthy. Miles Bridges. LeBron should have done it at home in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I know that that wouldn't be a prayer to do that. I don't think he was even in the building last night. That shows you how the far the NBA Saturday night is. Come. That would have been unreal. But, but I yeah. mean, there was like, Gunno was there along with 2 Chains, Mary J. Oh, Mary J. Um, DJ Khaled, uh, who was, that, did you see that last he's night? He's awful. He, he is objectively. We're the, we're the biggest. He would just scream that every like dude, he three just, minutes. He's just yelling into the microphone. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand yeah. what the point is. Like, uh, and also, baby was there. He's a DJ. Yeah, but like, don't 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 have him headline the halftime yeah. show then, because like, what's the point? He's just gonna stand up there and keep ushering yeah. new artists out and be like, "We the biggest, the greatest rapper alive, Lil Wayne." And I'm like, that's such a blasphemous <laughs> thing to say for one. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Major key, man. That if that reminds me of high school, I don't know what does. But so I, needless I need to say, I need to revisit something. Though. Revisit. He dunked in Tim's. Tim's. Look, I, I did think it was that cool. Was I'm the not going to lie. When, I was impressed with. When he took, took him, the Tims out, and his, no, his dad brought them to him, which I, I will thought say this was though, cool. Four times to do it, though, nah. That's, he, that's what I'm if getting to. If he laid to, it like, down the first time, I'd be like, damn. The shock factor of Greg Anthony bringing out Tims for his son Cole to Duncan was cool. And then it got anticlimactic because it took five minutes to lace him up. And then it got even more anticlimactic because Cole Anthony had to have his dad readjust his arm up for about five minutes. And then it got even more anticlimactic because it took him four tries to do it. So uh, my point is like horrible execution, right? I guess the creative the creativity is still there, but my god, that, like that—that that was the first dunk of the night. Like that set the tone. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be long. And then don't even get me started on Jalen Green. You can drive on that if you want, but I just this might be a hot take. But in all of sports, the player that I hate the most right now is Jalen Green. Is that like, okay. 
Okay. Over I, Aaron Rodgers. I don't I, I don't like Jalen Green, but I've kind of dismissed him ever since Cade kind of took him to school in their first game of the year. And then, you know, J, he, he just hasn't been – he's been bad this year. So I'm just oh, kind of like – he stinks. Yeah. He's so terrible. I just, I, he's going to be out of the league in three years. <laughs> Gone. Out. He's no, going to be playing no. in Italy. Here's a lesson He's going to be playing in Finland. Lesson for all the prospects. Go to college. Or, yeah. or, 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 you know, if the NBA changes the rules, go straight to the league. Don't do the G League thing. It ain't going to work out for you because you're playing 38-year-olds who never got their sh- – you're playing a bunch of Brandon Dawsons. I love Brandon Dawson. But <laughs> you, you, you don't, don't do the G League Ignite thing. Last night was the happiest night of my life because it took Jalen Green like nine attempts because he didn't hit the rim on a few of them to lay down that one dunk that he had on the baseline when whoever that was in the leather pants couldn't give him a nice lob. It's like, congrats. Pick better people to do the dunk yeah, contest that's the thing. It's like – J- Jalen Green, I'm going to be the number one pick. I deserve to be it. Oh, Detroit stinks. Now he stinks. You know, breaking news. <laughs> the problem is that I was talking about this last night. LeBron went out over the weekend and said that he's going to play wherever Bronny plays. Yeah, I didn't which like could that. be Houston because they stink. I didn't like that comment. I'm the biggest LeBron fan ever. I hated that comment because you're just assuming that wherever LeBron, wherever Bronny goes, they're just going to welcome you with Detroit. open arms. Oh, I I actually don't want LeBron to come Neither to Detroit. Do I. I don't want that. Even as the biggest LeBron, I don't want to see like the full it, it, like immersed LeBron fandom of like I have to watch him every night and I'm probably going to get upset with him and like you know I I don't want that. Especially because I want LeBron 50. to just live and yeah <laughs> right. I don't know. That was weird though. I, I guess one last thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. I want to get your prediction for who wins tonight's All Star Game. It's Team LeBron against Team Durant and who wins MVP. I I gotta go with Team LeBron. And I, I, I'm going. I'm going with the full nostalgic Cleveland sweep here. I think Team LeBron wins, and I think LeBron puts on a show in front of in front of his homeland. Yeah. So the that thing is, be, is, that's kind of a soft take by me. No, it's not at it, all. It's not at all. It is. It is the All Star Game, though. So if I, if my, if not my greatest take is on the NBA All Star Game, kind of a low risk situation. Hey, yeah, it's not bad. Be the here, here's here's the thing: is they usually. The in the All Star game, they try to feed whoever is like the hometown player. So in this case, in theory, it would be Darius Garland or Jared Allen is playing yep. in the game. But those guys are replacing. I don't. I don't know. They're replacing. One of them was Harden, who's a bum. Yeah, uh, yeah. Harden, Draymond's not playing. Harden's I don't, such I, I don't a bum. remember losing what, player. What the exact specifications are, but Team LeBron is just a lot stronger. And look, anytime you put Steph Curry and LeBron on the same team. I have always loved to see that going back two years ago. I think they were on the All Star team the first time together. That's actually fun. Like objectively, I do love watching LeBron and Steph play with each other because I think it's just poetry in no, motion. No, I agree. And then you throw in Giannis. I'm looking you forward throw to watching Jokic. It. It's be fine. Yeah, they've got you've got, they've got a good team. I think they'll win it pretty handily, and I like LeBron to win MVP as well because I think that he will be the kind of like it's just set up perfectly for him. I guess it's back in Cleveland. He's kind of having an off year with the Lakers. Like, you know, he's playing great, but the Lakers aren't playing great. And it's kind of like, we need a narrative. We need some juice. LeBron, go win the All Star MVP. I don't know. My ranking of All Star games in major sports would be baseball number one, because it's actually like decent. NBA number two, NHL number three, and then football, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl is four. Yeah, I'd rather watch games not bad. I'd rather watch like Pee Wee football than watch the Pro Bowl. I'd rather. It's terrible. Yeah, I'd rather watch like a some frat hockey game or you know what, football game going on seven on seven last thought on this you know what the other thing with the pro bowl is is just that like the two best teams 
their players can't be in it because they're in the Super Bowl. Like, so, hello, there's probably, like, two or three players on each team that aren't even in the Pro Bowl. So, yep. it's just not even if it was, like, a actual competition, it's like you're missing five or six guys who should be there because they're in the Super Bowl the next week. It's just weird. All right, the, the last thought on here is over winter break, I this needs to, I need to put a, a, a pin in this Jalen Green thing. So, over winter break, I bought tickets to the Pistons-Rockets game at – LCA anticipating that matchup and Jalen Green is a bum and he was injured <laughs> yeah. injured right I, I, you know injured I remember when I floor. saw that he was and on I the was bench. gonna heckle him so much and then you never got your chance and I never got and then we lost and we lost what were you gonna say that was it that, that, oh. nothing He's a bum. That's, That's all I got. We've established that NBA all-star game tonight tune in if you'd like yes Sloan I agree consensus quake Jalen Green's a bum I really kind of hijacked this segment for, Who cares? We're, we yeah. got Matt Merrifield on the other side of the break. What else could you want? I hijacked it for two reasons. I had to convince you about Cole Anthony and the Tims because I'm some, for hey, some that reason was a obsessed talking with point. that. It was a talking point. And then number two, I just went bananas on Jalen Green and started <laughs> punching the wall behind me. So that's all right, though. That's all right. It's what the people wanted. We gave the people what they wanted. Speaking, of, do giving, that. speaking of giving people what they want, on the other side, Matt Merrifield's going to rejoin us here on the Green and White Report and deliver some winners. Gambling Corner winners, here to finish the winners, show. Winners. We're on time. We are on time. We said break at 1240. It's 1240. I, I will say this is actually the most punctual you've ever been. Hey, Great job making the Good talk, for Trent. us. Shoot, yeah, man. We are, we are good at this. Look at us go. <laughs> Matt's giving us a round of applause. <laughs> All right. We stick got around, some, folks. We got some winners coming up next. 89 FM, the music that matters. They say all good things must come to an end. Well, they obviously never heard of Impact's online stream. Go to www.impact89fm.org and listen to our never-ending live stream as much as you want. The delicious music never has to end. Take that, they. Impact 89FM. First floor. Hey, what floor are you going to? <clears throat> oh, uh, three. Thanks. <coughs> hey, didn't we, uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to, <laughs> to see you, because I <coughs> thought maybe we could, uh... Would you ever want to, um... <coughs> I was wondering if you... If I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Second oh, floor. I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex Ew, in my pocket. that's uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger Ugh. in your eye. Is that weird? No, don't touch me. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Third floor. Free. Studies show that three quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. More at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact 89 FM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Let it play, Henry. We get just, we just got to let it play. Trent's, Trent's. Oh, Akon. Who doesn't like Akon? I know. How can you also, not? all Akon songs are so recognizable, like from the yep. jump, too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. I love that. That's a great choice. Was that was that from Henry or was that from associate producer oh, Jay get, DeCoster? Get this. I have inside info on this, but Hank's going to tell you. 
Wait, what do you mean you have insight? You told me <laughs> about. Did you Peyton told me what the request was. You told me who requested this. Oh, I do have friend of the program. Yeah, that's right. This is a this is a Nick's. Nick. <laughs> yes, it is. It was Nick. Yes, friend of the program, Nick Sock. I knew he, it right away. Yeah, big time friend of the program. Yes. All right, it's time to deliver some winners. Hank told me that I had the Woj bomb. Hank told me that right before we started. Wow. I, yeah. You guys didn't just, let me in on this. I, we sometimes we don't tell you things. Wow. Just kidding. <laughs> what is going on here, man? This is I, I feel betrayed or something. <laughs> hey, Matt's here, by the way. Hello, Matt. What's uh What's going on today? Any Anything new? Uh, Michigan State baseball came through yes. last night. Got their first two wins of the year. Hockey was disappointing. I was at Mun last night. Both games too. So also to our listeners, to our loyal, loyal, lovely listeners. Matt Merrifield will be covering Michigan State baseball this yes. year. So sick. St- I mean, we'll be having him on to talk there's about. No crying in baseball. No, there's, there's not. not. Good job. Great there's drop. One, that was an two, excellent three, drop. No crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. So, anyways, I just wanted to get that out of the way before we move into our actual. I love our, our flagship segment to end the show every week with Matt Merrifield. We have winners to deliver here. Winners. It's the winners. Winners. It's the gambling corner. Everyone's favorite. We got plenty of time here to, to lay out some some nice picks. We can. And we usually one eight hundred gambler if you have a problem. Amen to that. Honestly, we have so much time here that we can lay out a smattering of picks. We can give a smorgasbord. Like we don't have to. We, we, usually, we stick with the like four picks each. Yeah. But honestly, I just have the app open right now. A, yeah. a certain gambling site with a lion as their logo <laughs> and the theme colors black and I don't know. What do you think that is? Like a yellowish. It's it's like a beige. Beige. Yeah. It's a, it's Rhymes a, with rat m. It's a puce color. Sloan, I think you're yeah. getting dicey here. You're yeah, getting no. you're getting in the gray area. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. No free plugs here. All right, Matt, start us off. What's your first winner? first winner, Matt? A lot of college hoops. On lot the, on the slip today. We're gonna start with. All right, we're gonna start in Big East basketball. Providence, oh, time. Pro- great conference. Providence, That's a good call. The best. Good Providence call. laying three at Butler. Butler's okay. not good. Providence is good. You that, no one, I'm no going to take call. that right now. I'm going to. I. Okay. Is that a call to action? Am I, no, yeah, whatever. Not. Whatever. No. How, no, in, yeah, the, how in the world <laughs> is Butler? How in the world is is Butler getting only three and a half? I mean, I mean, Providence. Providence is good, and Butler is bad. That's the analysis. Yes. It, it's <laughs> like that, that, that's that. really. I, I mean, you and I were at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Beautiful barn, by the way. Remind me of Providence's coach, Ed Cooley. I love that guy. I, love I mean, Ed he's Cooley. just he's he's just like a hallmark March guy, and whenever I see him, he's fired up. And he's, I might I love pick that Providence guy. to go to the Elite Eight this year. <laughs> they, I love Ed that, Cooley. The game they played against Villanova Amen. the other night was a lot of fun. Also, yep. the Dunkin' Donut Center, oh, perfect name. Yeah, they also serve beverages at the arena because it's a uh, professional arena. They have their license, Ooh. which would make that's a game changer. Uh, a game changer. Yep. That's Anyways, the Dunkin' Donuts. All right, so Center. Matt, give it to the Huge. people one more time. You've got Providence. Providence minus three at Butler. Minus Lock three at it Butler. In. I right, like Trent, it. Are we staying in college ball? No, actually, I'm gonna go to the All Star game. Uh, I talked a little bit. I look betting on the All Star game is kind of like a. It's kind of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. But uh, I, I I like Team LeBron minus six. I don't really want to go through the whole like lineups and everything. But I just I'll give you the starting five. Team LeBron is Giannis, Curry. DeRozan, LeBron, and Jokic. And Team Durant, the starting five is Embiid, Morant, Tatum, Wiggins, Trey Young. I just love, I, I mean, LeBron wins every matchup in that Team LeBron does, so I'll take minus six. Uh, they've got that weird format where it's yeah. like there's a target score, so things might get dicey yeah, there. I don't know, not a huge fan of the new format. Obviously, if KD was playing, things would be different, but I think I think LeBron, Team LeBron covers six. Double-digit win. 
So I'm going to the world of college ball, and uh, we're going to go to the Conference of Champions. And there's not a lot of juice with the Pac-12. Oh yes, the Pac-12. Okay, okay. I was I was confused for a sec. But... There's not really a ton of juice with this pick, but I, I just wanted to lob a nice softball there's out juice. there for my first one. That will be USC minus seven and a half. Uh, Washington State is coming in the, the, this mm-hmm. evening. Washington State stinks. USC's good. They have uh, Isaiah Mobley, Evan Mobley's brother. Very good team this year. USC kind of underrated. I mean, last year they made it to the Elite Eight. They were very good. Seven and a half at home against Washington State. Are you kidding me? Give me the Trojans. Fight on. Matt Barrafield, pick number two. Number two involves a certain bubble team in March Madness right now. Way overrated, even they're a bubble team. It is. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's laying two and a half at home. Mm -hmm. The Badgers are good. Yep. It's a good pick. All right, I don't. I don't hate that. Uh, what what time is that game? One. One. I think. Oh, one. perfect. Get to slide right out of here and go watch some. Go watch some Big Ten hoops. Big, That's fun. Got some homework to do too. That's not going to be great, but. <laughs> All right, Mr. No, uh, Mr. No homework Bally. talk on the radio. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, I, I do. I, I do love that pick, though, man. I I'm, I very well might consider throwing a unit on that. But um, let's let's continue. I'll st- I'll stay in uh I'll stay in college hoops for fun. Uh, I definitely Sloan. I want to ask you. Yes. I put it in the doc, so don't look. But who do you think? I, like, who is my favorite? Kind of like top twenty-five, not power five school. Do you know basketball? They were last year. Not tw- not not top twenty-five. No, they are top twenty-five, oh, but they're not in the. It's Houston. Yeah, I got Houston layup. minus seven today at Wichita State for no other reason than I love Wichita Houston. Wichita State's terrible. Yeah, well, I just don't like the I, the, the, the wheat shockers. Look, I, Houston is seven points are a good team, run and gun, play physical. I like Houston. Sue me. Let's go to the ice here. We're, to the ice. We're going to the NHL. The Montreal Canadiens, the Canadiens, are at the New York Islanders. Their beautiful new arena. The over-under on goals scored in this game is five and a half. The over is plus 100, and I am going with the over. Hockey overs are a a, a thing of beauty. They hit at rapid paces. And when I see five and a half, my eyes just light up. It's like a big steak cooked medium because you're a psychopath if you order medium well or above. I agree with that. It's got to be pink. I, 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 Henry, I hope you're not a medium. I hope you're not a well-done guy. That would stink. Henry's probably like a beef jerky guy. <laughs> Just fry the crap well, out of it. No, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I, I cook him a little extra. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's, that's how they do it in the UP. I, no, oh, no. <laughs> that's not true. But it gets I do a little, get, it gets a little get cold up there, so you got to yeah. cook it all the way through. you got to get a little warmer. It's all right. I mean, I respect <laughs> your decision, but... Once again, I don't. Matt, you're a hockey guy. Do you like uh, over five and a half goals, Canadians, Islanders? They're two ratty teams, but. They're two good defensive teams, but it's uh, Sunday hockey. Martin St. Louis. Sunday, the... Sunday hockey is so weird. There's, it's usually high scoring. Yep. So, Sunday hockey could be the title of like a Broadway musical. That's a 205 puck drop from the island. Ooh. Ooh. That's nasty. Not a good. No. Anyways. Yeah. All right, next winner. Next pick, next winner. Winners. Going back to the East, okay. the America East. The Stony Brook Seawolves are getting two wow. and a half at, Hart- Seawolves. at Hartford. Stony Brook is 16 and 11. Hartford is 8 and 17. They're they're bad. When Matt Merrifield says these names, these mascots, the these Stony teams, Brook Sea I just, Wolves. I just get a little There's like, no... I get a little jolt of excitement because I can't wait to watch Greg Gumble on the selection show in, in, in like two and a half weeks here. I, I'm. 
pumped. Anyways, that, that's but, like all these. It just all comes back to me. Like, oh, Stony Brook. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they're the Sea Wolves. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna be a 15 seed or something like that. They they like, went. They had a really good team, and I like in like three or four years ago, they had a great team, and they won the conference and made the tournament. Obviously, but because of the automatic bid. But I picked them to upset somebody. I think it was Bob Huggins's West Virginia Mountaineers, and they did oof. not. So tough you bet against Huggy Bear. I did. They stink Sloan. this year. They're terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. Bob Huggins. <laughs> know. Anyways, Mr. Bally, up next. The Daytona 500 is today at 3.05 I, I love this pick. We teased it earlier in the show. This is the I one love you love? Okay. I love NASCAR. Um, I've got Joey Logano, plus 1,200 to win the Daytona 500. That's he's a lot the, of juice. the sixth betting favorite, but hey, he's been there before. I think he's won it before. Yep. He's, he's, he's a very good driver. I like Joey Logano to win the Daytona 500. I don't know if I'm going to watch the whole there. thing. I, I think I've got a nap calling my name here. You need to watch and, NASCAR over a nap. Uh, you got, come on now. It's, it's, I don't it's know a no-brainer. If I, the, the problem, Sloan, I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do need to do that. Wait, I, maybe, are you resting up I'll, for that big all-star game? Yeah. Me outside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably watch it. I'll catch I'm some of kidding. it. But hey, Joey Logano, let's go. Here, I've got him in the plus middle. 1,200. Put it on in the background. And if you if you happen to fall asleep to the soothing sounds of roaring engines, <laughs> then I can meet, right. I can meet you in the middle okay, there, Sloan. I can that. do that. I, I'm going to the All-Star game. And uh, this is, you know, the phone number. Trent said the phone number. And I, I believe me, I don't have to use the phone number. With picks like this, phone number might be in play, though. <laughs> that we, Which player will score the first field goal of the game? Steph Curry is plus 750. I saw that. Uh, Giannis and Embiid he'll, are he'll, the, he'll drop a bomb from three. Giannis and Embiid are co-favorites. I don't understand that. I guess the idea is, like, they're going to just start the Actually, game with a dunk. I have Embiid it plus 450 and Giannis at plus 600 so it's separated oh, a little bit okay. the, the money is coming in on uh, uh Joel so right. anyways Curry will bang a three from the logo he'll from you know the Airbnb I was staying at when I went to Cleveland he'll hit it from the sidewalk in front of there there you go plus 750 be advised all right Merrifield Mr. Merritt Mafford Mr. Matt Merrifield <laughs> Matty Ice it's Matt Merrifield's his tongue twister by so. the way can I can I share a personal fact about Matt Merrifield yes middle name is Ryan Matt Ryan Merrifield. How do you know this? He told I, me. I told him last week. I asked him if he had a nickname because I'm a big nickname guy. Right? Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. There he is. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Like, uh, how do you not like that? Unreal. I don't That's know. Big time. Anyways, so give us give us another winner. Big Ten basketball again. Woo! Con- the real unstoppable force meets an immovable object. A Mackey Arena, tough to win in. Ooh. But Rutgers is rolling yes, right now. Yes, they are. They're getting yep. they're getting twelve and a half. Too much. So you like them to cover, not outright. Cover. But, okay. If they win, they might win outright. I wouldn't Ooh. put it past. They might win the Big Ten. Ooh. I'd love to see that. All but right. Plus twelve and a half. Give me Rutgers plus twelve and a half. That is an excellent pick. That's somehow a really good I pick. somehow I completely forgot that game was going on today. Lots of stuff going on today. Yeah. Lots of stuff to watch. Not the NFL's gone. Just plenty of sports to fill up your Sunday. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Um, All right, Mr. Bally. We rotate around. LeBron James over 19 and a half points. I already picked him as my All-Star game MVP, so like obviously he's probably going to have more than 19 and a half if that's the case. Uh so I like I don't know. I like I said I already laid it out. Kind of just needs a narrative, needs a juice, and I this could be it. So I like I like LeBron to go out there and drop close to 30 tonight. Be fun. Let's go back to NASCAR and the Daytona, the Daytona 500. I'm going to lay down my selection here. William Byron of Hendrick Motorsport. They had some speed. All, they've had speed all week long at Daytona, qualifying the duels. They've been very good. William Byron is plus 1,400 to win today America's Greatest Race. That's a lot of juice for a, a very strong car. 
He runs very, very well. Restrictor plate tracks. William Byron, plus 1,400. Be advised there. So that's my NASCAR pick. And uh, Matt, do you, have a, do you have a NASCAR pick? I do not have a NASCAR oh, pick, unfortunately. It's, it's disappointing. That's a, you have, do you have another pick here? I do. All right. Some Big East basketball again. Oh, I am just loving this. I'm picking a lot of road teams today, which isn't very good usually, but Marquette is getting a point going to Creighton. I, I Marquette's pretty good. They haven't played well as of late, but I don't think Creighton's as good. I know they're a bubble team, but I think Marquette can get it done today and get it All away. right. So. Big East. Not, not, the, not the flashiest pick. but No, that's all right. I like it. Trent, do you have a bonus pick? My bonus pick is Illinois to win the national title is plus 2,300 right now in a future. Actually, that is juice. That, no, no but it, it would be poetic. Io DeSumo leaves, and that was supposed to be their year, and then they come back. I mean, look, Kofi Coburn, I, we saw it yesterday. I don't know why they don't dump it down to him every time. Yeah. Because you're either going to get other bigs in foul trouble, or he's going to shoot 7 for 10 in the second half like he did yesterday. I went, Sloan heard me go on a rant about this last night. I hate the way Illinois plays basketball. Okay. I despise I, it. I despise yeah, their go fans. On a rant. I was stuck in a section full of Illinois fans last oh, yesterday. Not it was ideal. bad. Number two, the way they play basketball infuriates me. Okay, so it's, you don't think it's sustainable. I don't. Chucking up threes and then having Kofi grab the rebound, it works now, but you're telling me it's going to work six times? <laughs> that's that's true. I guess I, I understand what you're saying. I'm looking at it more from the but, standpoint yeah, of but just the value like, and I, yeah, the value. Team. I don't know. They're good. And they're like, good. I don't know. They're they're like like you uh, like Michael kind of laid out on the women's side for Michigan State to be where they're at in the Big Ten, which is such a tough conference. Like for the men, it's like Illinois still got a chance to win it. What would Illinois fans do if they actually won a national championship? They hung up the Sunmu's number just yeah. for making winning a conference Dude, title. Once. That was that was bizarre. The year after yeah. too. Also, they don't do it right because they don't actually retire the number. They just put up a banner. Wasn't yeah, the, wasn't the Sumu number eleven? He was, and that's what yep. Plummer wears now. So they literally just yeah. they, they don't. There's no. Let's put his name up there. Yeah, just mm-hmm. throw his name up there and whatever. I don't know. Because I also noticed Sloan when we were in Champagne, they had multiple number elevens. Yeah, and like multiple number yeah, like twenty like three. I think they had three number elevens. Yeah. Like so you it's kidding just me? Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. All right, I, I have one more pick here to lay out. One mo. And be advised, but Lehigh is getting four and a half at Loyola Maryland. C.J. McCollum. Yes. Lehigh. I like Lehigh, plus four and a half. At, uh, who are they playing? Sorry, I completely Loyola, zoned out. because of my... Maryland. Oh, so that's Ooh. a thing. There's some How many Loyolas there? are there? Can we get, Loyola, can we get a pulse on that? Loyola, Maryland. Sure I did not know Loyola, Maryland more. existed until today. Were they the Greyhounds? That sounds right. Wow. That sounds right. It. That sounds right. Matt Merrifield, man. He's, he's unbelievable with, with the... With with the mid major nicknames, if it's a college, college if it's a college mascot, I probably know it. I love that. Rock That's and rolling. Juice. All right, Mr. Menegos, Mr. DeCoster, do you have any of those offerings that particularly stand out? Enlighten us. No, I'm looking at uh, oh. Loyola schools oh. right now. Actually, <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, to he's fig- he's gonna fi- he's figuring out what's uh, what we're working with here. I'm only seeing two. I thought there'd be more than that. Yeah, Loyola East Lansing or something. We should we should rename Michigan State Loyola <laughs> Loyola El Loyola Michigan. Well, this was a Eesh. riveting edition of uh, the Green and White Report. Kind of a strange time in the world of sports. You have the All Star Game, so basketball is a little bit slow. College hoops is really heating up. Michael Markach joined us. That was a fantastic spot. But Jay DeCoster, as always, it was great to be joined by him. But we'll be back next week. There's a lot to do in college basketball the rest of the way with the tournament coming up. And it's just a very exciting time to be alive. It is.
I'm going to go home and probably eat a very nice meal and listen to... What should I listen to, Hank? What should I listen to well, today? Listen, oh, today? Hey, I played a little Dirty Honey for earlier today. I don't know if you caught it. Might was, be it was it the Prince cover? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I'll listen to Prince, damn it. That's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to make some scrambled eggs, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. That sounds kind of good. Whatever's, no. whatever's in the dining hall. See, there you that's go, a Matt. Great feeling. Fresh, oh, here we Freshman go. advantages. Loyal is home to 13 schools. Wow. Ooh. 13? Next week. Can we'll... we get one? I feel left out. <laughs> Loyola, Rochester Hills or something. Yeah, Lo- Loyola, Grand Rapids. Yeah, Lo- right Loyola, Rockford. It'll be Next week, we'll go over all 13 of them. Yes. So, from Luke Sloan, Trent Valley. One pride. Henry Menegos, Matt Field. Matt Merrifield. <laughs> Matt Field. Matt Field. That, it sounds like where like, a minor league baseball team <laughs> plays. Welcome to Matt, Matt Field. <laughs> Anyways, from all of us, Jay DeCoster, too, we will see you next week on the Green and White Report. But until then, tell a friend about the show if you're interested. You can also find our podcast anywhere you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, ImpactE9FM.org, and Amazon. But until then, we will see you next week on the Green and White Report. You have been listening to The Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org sports.